Chapter 21 of Balsamo the Magician by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Countess, cut Countess. On the road to Paris from Lucienne, the poor Countess du Berry was racing along like a disembodied spirit. An advice from her brother Jean had dashed her down when she had brought the king to the point of arranging for her presentation day. So, the old donkey has fooled us she cried when she was alone with him. "'I am afraid so. But listen, I stayed in town because I am not trustful like you, and I am not wrong. An hour before the time when I ought to call for the old countess at her inn, I met my man Patrick at the door, where I had sent him to stand sentry since daybreak. He had seen nothing wrong, and I left the carriage and went upstairs quite assured.' At her door a woman stopped me to say that her mistress had upset the chocolate, which she boiled herself, on her foot, and was crippled. "'Oh, heavens! You drive me to despair, Jean!' "'I am not in despair. You can do what I could not. If there be any imposture, you can discover it, and somehow we will punish her. I was consulting a lawyer.' He says we must not thrash a person in a house. It is fine and prison while without. Beat a woman, a countess of the old stock, you mad rogue. Let me rather see her and try another method. Jean conducted her to the Chanticleer Inn where the old lady dwelt. At the foot of the stairs she was stopped by the landlady. "'Countess Bayan is ill,' she said. "'Just so. I am coming to see how she is.' And Jean darted by her as nimble as a fawn. "'Your ladyship, here?' ejaculated the old lady on seeing the court beauty's face screwed up into the conventional expression of condolence. "'I have only just learnt of the accident. You seem to be in much pain.' My right foot is scalded, but misfortunes will happen. But you know the king expected you this morning. You double my despair, lady. His majesty was vexed at your not coming. My excuse is in my sufferings, and I must present my most humble excuses to his majesty. "'I am not saying this to cause you pain,' said Lady Duberry, seeing that the old noblewoman was angry. "'But just to show you how set His Majesty was on seeing you for the step which made him grateful, I regret the accident the more as I think it was due to your excitement from meeting a certain person abruptly at my house.' "'The lady whom came as I went away?' The same, my sister, Mademoiselle du Berry, only she bore another name when you met her, that of Mademoiselle Flageau. Oh, indeed, said the old dame with unhidden sourness. Did you send her to deceive me? No, to do you a service at the same time as you did me one. 
let us speak seriously in spite of your wound painful but not dangerous could you make the effort to ride to lucien and stand up a short while before the king impossible if you could bear the sight i wish to assure myself of its extent to her great surprise while writhing in agony the lady let jean undo the bandage and expose a burn horribly raw it spoke eloquently for as lady bayan had seen and recognized john this self-inflicted hurt raised her to the height of muteus scivola the visitor mutely admired come to consciousness the old countess fully enjoyed her triumph her wild eye gloated on the young woman kneeling at her foot the latter replaced the bands with the tenderness of her sex to the ailing placed the limb on the cushions as before and said as she took a seat beside her you are a grander character than i suspected i ask your pardon for not having gone straight to business at the start name your conditions i want the two hundred thousand livres at stake in my lawsuit to be guaranteed me replied the old dame with a firmness clearly proving that one queen was speaking with another but that would make double if you won your case no for i look upon the sum i am contesting with the salucha for as my own the like sum is something to thank you for in addition to the honor of your acquaintance i ask a captaincy and a company for my son who has martial instincts inborn but would make a bad soldier because he is fit for officership alone a captaincy now with a promotion to a colonelcy next year who is to raise the regiment the king for if i spent my money in doing so i should be no better off i ask the restitution of my vineyard in terrain the royal engineers took six acres for the grand canal and condemning it at the expert's valuation i was cheated out of half price i went to some law expenses in the matter and my whole bill at lawyer flageau's is nearly ten thousand livres i will pay this last bill out of my own purse said jeanne is this all stay i cannot appear before our great monarch thus versailles and its splendors have been so long strange to me that i have no dresses i foresaw that and ordered a costume at the same markers as mine own it will be ready by noon to-morrow i have no jewels the court jewellers will loan you my set called the louise as i bought them when the princess louise sold her jewels to go into the nunnery they will charge you two hundred thousand and ten livres but will take it back in a day or two for two hundred thousand so that thus you will receive that sum in cash very well countess i have nothing to desire i will write you my pledges but first the little letter to the king which i beg to dictate 
we will exchange the documents. That is fair, said the old fox, drawing the table toward her and getting the pen and paper ready as Lady Dubarry spoke. Sire, the happiness I feel at seeing your majesty's acceptance of my offer to present the Countess Dubarry at court. The pen stuck and spluttered. A bad pen. You should change it. Never mind, it must be broken in. Emboldens me, the letter proceeded, to solicit your majesty's favorable eye when I appear at Versailles tomorrow under permission. I venture to hope for a kind welcome from my kinship to a house of which every head has shed his blood in the service of your august ancestors. Anastasie Euphramie Rudolf, Countess of Bayern. In return, the plotter handed over the notes and the order on her jewelry. "'Will you let me send my brother for you at three o'clock with the coach?' "'Just so.' "'Mind, you take care of yourself.' "'Fear nothing. I am a noble woman, and as you have my word, I will keep it to-morrow, though I die for it.' So they parted the old countess lying down, going over her documents, and the young one lighter than she arrived, but with her heart aching at not having baffled the old litigant who easily defeated the king of France. In the main room, she perceived her brother draining a second bottle of wine in order not to rouse suspicions on his reasons for staying in the inn. He jumped up and ran to her. "'How goes it?' he asked. As Marshal Saxe said to the king on showing him the field of Fontenoy, Sire, learn by the sight how dear and agonizing a victory is. But you have a patroness. Yes, but she costs us a million. It is cruel, but I could not help myself. Mind how you handle her, or she may back out or charge double her present price. What a woman! A Roman! A Spartan! But bring her to Luciana at three, for I shall not be easy till I have her under lock and key. As the countess sprang into the coach, Jean watched her and muttered, By Croesus, we cost France a nice round sum. It is highly flattering to the Dubarrys. End of chapter 21. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.